This week on the Boss Chick Project, we have our very first guest. I'm so excited. I just can't handle it. Like, we don't have to talk for the full, you know, hour. Like, I'm excited for that for us. This is going to be everyone's favorite episode. (laughs) They're going to be like, we didn't hear them talk the whole time. Amazing. (laughs) Tuning in every week. A blessing. (laughs) Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. Kennedy. Yes, Cassandra. Would you like to play a little game of guess who to see if we can figure out who our guest is? I am always down for a game. Thank you so much for asking. I hope I win. You're okay. <laughs> okay. Right. So I ask you the questions to try and yeah. crack the code. Okay. I must have missed the Instagram post releasing who, who the guest is. <laughs> is our first guest a female? Yes, she is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is she from the interior of British Columbia? She is. She is actually based here in Kamloops. Okay. So getting warmer. Okay. Does she have a job is she employed she has uh more than one job more than one job oh my god is she an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur an entrepreneur so she started her own business she did wow okay this is just coming to me for some reason she have a dog named mm-hmm. bentley like i, I don't know why yes. it's just like really what? okay 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 yes, okay oh i'm trying gosh. to think i'm trying to think i'm trying to think okay <clears throat> does she like like to work out like she's like into fitness Oh, yeah, big into fitness. Like, big yeah, into fitness. Definitely. Okay. Oh, is she, like, a bodybuilder? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 too no. far? Okay, I okay. think a little more cardio. More, more cardio, okay, okay. So, like, mm. spinning, maybe? Is that warmer? That is so warm. Oh, it's my red hot. I, oh, my gosh, red hot. I always knew I had a little bit of, like, intuition. Like, just a little bit there. Mm. Oh, my gosh, I'm just going to go off on a whim guy. here. Just a whim here. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is her name Christy Faye? Her name... Is Christy Faye. Christy Faye. Christy Faye, founder of Stride Spin in Kamloops, the spin studio. The founder and fearless leader of Stride Spin Studio. <gasps> you got it correct. You heard it here first, folks. Today, the Boss Chick Project, Ken and Cass, welcome Christy Faye into the studio. Let's go. The bosses will see you now. So we're so excited to have you. You are our first official real guest. guest. You guys, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. How does it feel? Number one. Number one. It feels so great. Number high. Oh, God. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. No, this is so fun. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I'm so proud of you girls for going for it. Thank you. It's weird putting yourself out there for... Everyone, everyone to hear or listen or see, which I'm sure you kind of understand. Girl, I get it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be talking about Stride okay. and how you started Stride and you're the owner of Stride and that's insane huge thing to take on. So kind of hear about that and kind of inspire some other people to maybe step out on their own to do something new too. Sounds great. So how did you come up with the idea for Stride? Um. Well, I instructed for about a year uh, before I even had the idea. And I think it's kind of like anything, you know, when you start a job or even like any type of project and you do something one way and you're like, oh, I love this so much, but I have a completely different vision of what I would do if it was my own. Oh, yeah. So that was me. I instructed for about a year and loved every single second. And then it just, 
I think like as time and time went on, I was like, oh, you know, I I would totally do this differently. And then I would do that differently. And then I just started traveling and going to other studios. And I was like, oh, I like how they do this. I like how they do that. And then I just kind of pieced all these things together. And I was like, oh, I think I could do something with this. So that was kind of, so that's kind of how I got the idea is I just love the the workout. I loved the people. I loved how I felt. And I just wanted to take that and do more. I wanted to branch off and do more. That's amazing. I remember I definitely have ridden with you at your first studio before mm-hmm. you had Stride. So I remember like seeing you out on your own. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And it's kind of insane to think of Kamloops being able to support more than one spin studio. So did that ever like go through your head? Like, oh, is, are people going to be able to support two? I think, it, you know, in, in a city that with over 100,000 people, I'm like, there is absolutely 100% room for two places. And I think that ultimately I looked at the demand that was at the other studio and I saw just there was such a need for it. People loved it and not everyone could get into classes all the time. So I thought there's absolutely room for people to support both places because if they can't get in one, now they just have a second option. Oh, totally. So what kind of encouraged you to take this from just an idea and all these ideas you gained in your head to make it into reality. Like what kind of steps did it take? Okay. So I'll tell you the story. (laughs) So my parents are, are, my parents are snowbirds. And so this whole COVID thing, they're killing me because they have nothing but free time and they're here. Um, But normally at this time in normal life, they're down in Arizona. So last year I flew down and, you know, I, it was just kind of, there were so many things going on personally in my life at this time. And so I just kind of needed a break from reality. So I thought, heck, I'm going to go down and visit my parents and see what they've got going on down there. And they've got this whole little community and stuff down there. And so I remember my dad, my mom, and my dad's really good friend, I call him my Uncle Mark. We were all sitting around the table and we were I was saying, oh, you know, I, I would really like to like find a spin studio down here. Like I'm just craving a workout. And um, Mark looked at me and he was like, you know, I don't understand if you love it so much, why don't you just open your own? And my dad goes, I've been telling her she needs to open her own. And I'm like, Oh my God, you two, you have no idea. Like it's a lot of work. And they were like, yeah, but if you love it, don't you think it would be worth it? I'm like, well, I guess. And then my uncle looked at me, well, uncle Mark, he looked at me and he goes, do you think you could make a go of it? And I was like, well, I know I could make a go of it. He goes, well, then it's settled. And that was You're like done. Yeah. Yeah. So then next thing you know, I'm booked into this spin studio down in Arizona and my dad and Uncle Mark are taking photos and like asking all these questions. And I'm like, oh my God, get out of here. So funny. <laughs> but, They're like research and development. <laughs> totally. So that they kind of just gave me this like little boost of confidence in you will that uh, like Mm -hmm. if you want something bad enough go for it but I'll be honest my biggest my biggest hesitation was my associations in the fitness community I didn't know what that was going to look like I the last thing you ever want to do is burn a bridge or have ill feelings but you kind of just have to sit down and weigh out the pros and cons and you have to decide okay well what's more important 
your passion or someone else's and you just have to go for it, I guess. But that was kind of like how it all started. So then when I came back, that's when the ball really got rolling and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's a tough thing. That's a tough thing to do, to do something that you want to do. But so when you left, was it completely just you on your own starting the studio or did you have like people that you kind of initially knew were would be interested in joining and were working with you in the early stages? So I, when I left, it was just me. Um, I had people in mind that I thought would be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually one of the girls that teaches for me now, she actually approached me and said, I'm moving to Kamloops, Christy, like, and I really love spin and I want to be an instructor. Do you have any advice? And I was like, uh, you're like, well, how, you, how about you just give me three weeks? Give me like three weeks. Um, I'll get right back to you. And she didn't. I it, can't say anything. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of one of those situations where she just kind of like looked at me and was like, okay, like three weeks. Like, what are you going to muster up in three weeks? And I was like. You're like an entire business. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I had an idea, like I, I had an idea with, uh, with two. Um, there was a girl that taught at the other studio prior as well. And um, her and I became really close friends near the end of both of us um, there. And I, as soon as she had left, I thought, oh man, we could do something totally great. And uh, so we kind of, kept in contact. Of course, I didn't tell her anything that was going on in my mind because again, there's no, there was nothing. There was no building. There was no, nothing. I'm like, I don't even know. I'm in over my head. Plus I had a full-time job. So I'm like, is is this even practical? You are still, because I just learned this when I read your bio today. So you're a full-time financial advisor. That's correct. Yeah. So I have a Monday to Friday gig. Right. So we're just curious, um, how, um, yeah, I'm still wondering myself. I was like, literally wonder that every day. I'm like, and she has time to come on the boss chick project. Thank you so much. Um, I know time management ladies. That's what it's all about. And frick, I have a day planner now and I swore I would never be that person. And now every day I like go in, okay, like this is my schedule. Good. <laughs> yeah, so you were me and now you're Cassandra is essentially what it is. Okay, That's right. Perfect. So why this is, why a spin studio? Because I know you taught for bar and you did other things. Like what, what was it about spin that made you want to open a spin studio? Ultimately, like spin was just everything. I, I can't even explain it. Like I really loved bar because I learned so much when it came to bar. Um, there's so many things when you're an instructor that you learn behind the scenes, like musicality and counting and cueing and choreography and blah, blah, blah. But spin something about like the loud, intense music, the dark room, the adrenaline that you get, like when the song comes on and the beat just drops and you're like, ah that felt good or like that, just that vibration, you know? And I just felt like that was the one workout that I could just go and literally it didn't matter what was weighing heavy on me. I walked out of that room and it was wait no more. I always tell people when I go to spin that it's like going to the club without a hangover. <laughs> right? Like it's so fun. Burn and you just like, yeah, you're like transported to a different place. You're not in Kamloops anymore. You're at like 
a Miami club. Totally. Yeah. Bar you can do in the middle of a work day and go have a meeting and spin is, no, a shower right now. Oh, like these people that come after me for lunch hour classes. I'm like, you people are crazy. Like, I would not be able to return to work and function. Like, I would be all over the map. But Cassandra, you did that. I remember last year, my first spin class, she got me to come to spin and she went back to work. I went on lunches. And yeah. I was like, how? I like sweat go. through my leggings. My leggings were a completely different color. And I was like, how are you going to work right now? I was a co-op student. They didn't know. They didn't care about me. I didn't go to meetings. It was fine. <laughs> okay. So on average, how many spin classes do you do a day? Like how many, how many times do you spin in a day? So I've done up to three a day um, for teaching if, like, there's been a situation. Um, and that gets a little crazy. Like, how how, I, how I does know. your body – because I've done spin a couple times, and I am – I want to say jello-like after a spin class. Like, how does one – like, obviously, you're more fit, but how does one – Uh, do that is my question I know I know so and you know I'm gonna tell you girls the same thing that I tell like my team when we first started I was like if only you knew as an instructor I don't know what it is but you get up there and you're in front of a crowd and I kid you not you're just mentally you're on it and I could literally I feel like I could do absolutely any any track when I'm up there like the hardest playlist and I'm barely breaking it because I think it's just given that you have an audience and your adrenaline yeah. just you're like performing yeah. almost yeah okay, it, I can get with that. in a sense it's like a performance that you get up there and you just experience no pain but then flip it and you're doing the class it's a it, it's totally different like you really are pushing yourselves to a point where you're like okay I want to just be totally breathless I want to walk out of here feeling stronger than ever so you're really taking yourself to that next level whereas as an instructor you just kind of find your instructor tension and you're doing the tracks but ultimately the workout isn't for you it's for them so you're not pushing yourself near as much as you would be if you were riding the class. I don't know though, because I came to your spin class and you were doing it the entire time. And I was like dying in the front row. And I was like, she's just like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, this is so fun guys. And I'm like, okay, what? She's like, no hands talking to you. And you're like, I, she's like not even breathing. She's like, hey guys, like I'm just so bad. I'm like, she's not, you can't, I breathe more walking up like a flight of stairs. Like I'm so confused. Takes practice. arms, her weight segments, the the arms. I know. Yeah. She's the worst or the best instructor, depending on what you're I mean, I was going to say, I, I like to think that they're pretty good. Yeah, guys, go to spin. <laughs> oh, don't go so to Christian class because it's too hard, okay? <laughs> I said to the girls, I was like, okay, we are going to take spin and we're going to add in arms like these people have never done arms before. And they were like, so okay. True. And sure enough, I really do feel like we achieved it because every single class, I swear, people are looking at me like I am just killing them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, so sorry about that. But it's the tiny movements. It's that you you watch someone do it. And you're like, oh my gosh, that looks so easy. But then you do it yourself and it's excruciating. I think my most favorite thing and the most satisfying thing that I get out of being an instructor is when you see these guys come in. Yes. And you're like, okay, so we do arm tracks. And they're like, yeah, what's the largest weights that you've got? And they're and like, like, give me the 10 pounders. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we go with fives. And they're like, please spare me. Like five pounds, pass them over. And I'm like, gladly. And I slide them across. And then literally within a minute, 
they're done. guaranteed every time those weights are down and it is the most satisfying thing <laughs> and i mean i have called out a few where i'm like oh i remember you did do that so how have you felt the of like the spin community and specifically stride spin though since you've started like you know it's hard to gain traction when you're a new business obviously so totally. have you do you feel like you've been able to like reach a lot of people in the community like there's been a lot of support Honestly, it blew me away. Um, I was very, very nervous, I'll be honest, going into it um, because leading up to uh, the opening date, there was a lot of controversy. There was a lot of drama. There was a lot of questioning of my character and Kamloops, even though we've got 100,000 people, it is a small community. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So my thought was, oh my gosh, are, are, are people going to believe what they're hearing? Do people know me well enough to know who I'm about? Um, and then it was, oh, and here's a pandemic for you. Good luck. Yeah. yeah, A, are people going to want to come because it's me? B, are Mm -hmm. people going to feel safe to come? I have no idea. And so when I opened, I was incredibly nervous. I was weighing out two things um, that were huge. And I thought, okay, Christy, well, you've come this far. You just have to go for it. Um, And we opened. And the first couple of weeks, um, it was cool because we were seeing – a lot of, to be honest with you, it were a ton of people that I had never seen based on my associations in the fitness community before. I find like Stride is just so incredibly inclusive and welcoming. Yeah. So I was kind of wondering why that was so important to you to create that type of environment. I have always been a very outgoing person. Like I'll be your friend, even if you don't want me to be your friend. (laughs) And I just always like to get to know people. I always like to um, like hear their story. I'm just fascinated by people in general. When I, when I was putting the team of girls together, I, I definitely said, I was like, you know, I want to take this to the next level. I want every single person that walks into our door to feel like they belong, that they are valued, and that we care about them because we do. And so I think that that's the thing that I am the most appreciative about with my team is they truly, in my in my opinion, they go above and beyond. Like we remember everyone's name. I mean, heck, we remember shoe sizes and who where like people's everything. And so you like I think people just it's intimidating to as somebody that like yeah. used to feel intimidated going to work out. It's intimidating stepping foot into something that's new and something that you're not comfortable with and you're stepping outside of your comfort zone. You don't want that to be all you feel. Like you want to be walking into somewhere where someone's like, hell yeah, you came? Yeah, and I was going to say, I think that's a huge thing with when you'd make the decision to go join fitness, like whether it's bar or just going to the gym or joining a fitness class. Like for me, I'm not good at the gym. I cannot do the gym, would not know what to do. And I used to dance for years. And so bar was always like right up my alley. But when you go to bar, it's like a sense of community. When you go to a fitness class, like spin, it's like Cassandra, whenever you go to spin, you say it's like a community. And I think for a lot of people, that's maybe even why they go they don't even go for just because they want to get in shape they go because they want to meet people and they want to feel like they're a part of something maybe they don't like their job like I think it's beyond when you join a fitness class 
it's for a lot of people, it's worth so much more than just getting in shape or losing weight or. I think you're a hundred percent spot on. I think that the most humbling thing that I recognized, especially like throughout the few months that we were fortunate to be open is you saw so many different social circles of people and they were all coming into the studio. And I kid you not, they all somehow got connected in one way or another and and they're meeting people and they're genuinely interested in getting to know the community around them and I think ever since we got you know forced to shut down again I think that that's what people were like oh I'm so sorry for you but I'm more sorry for me because I'm really lonely without all of my and I'm like yeah "Yeah, I get it like I I totally get it yeah I definitely think you guys have an exceptional brand like when you see stride you're like okay that's like a cool crisp place i want to go to like it has a personality you always think like brands have different personalities but how much of marketing and branding was important when you started creating it and who does that now and how important does marketing play in your day-to-day yeah so um Brittany, who is an instructor at the studio she is a little marketing guru i just Oh my gosh, I don't know how you do half the things that you do. Um, she was she was super generous. She was like, Christy, I just I feel like we can really leverage our social platforms and just totally attract an audience of people just based on being aesthetically pleasing. I was like, sure, talk talk to me. So she just like took it under her wing and um her and I basically like um managed the social together, but Anytime people message Stride, they think they get they get me. They don't. They don't. You're too high up there. It's just like, yeah, you're like um. They are 100 getting Brittany, or Brittany will be like, "Hey, this warrants your response. You chime yeah. in here." I'm like, oh, all right, sure, log it in. Well, I don't know if you girls saw us before we had opened, but we really wanted to create a hype, and so how we did that was by not announcing location and then not announcing instructors. They knew I was a part of it. They knew part of it because those were the two associations that people could piece together um but they didn't know anything else and so then we just started spitting out little tidbits here and there and then by the time we announced our opening people were just so jacked and then of course we got postponed and whatever all instagram and then marketing piece we really want to stay connected with riders so we always send newsletters out we're always connecting with people in other ways our photos we get done by Jen Brown and Brittany um, through Meat Pepper. They're awesome. Uh, they come in and who doesn't love a photo shoot day? Oh. Right? I know my friends are going to be listening to this. And I will tell you right now, I am 100% the worst person ever to photograph because I'll, no, hate it. No, hate it. No, 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 no. They're like, they literally all look the same. So if you don't like this, maybe change your angle altogether. And then you'll change the angle. No. And then they finally just give up. I know my best friend, she just gets so tired of me because I'm like, what do you think about this edit? She's like, we've gone over this probably about 10 times. Post the goddamn photo. She's like, it looks the same. (laughs) No, but that's so true. Like if you don't psychoanalyze every Instagram post, like I can't relate to you. Like if it's going up, it's got to look good. I think that's so true. Like the aesthetic thing about Instagram and like being a business. Like, okay, even with our Instagram that we've just started for the Boss Chick Project, like the slight changes that Cassandra has made with just doing research of like how businesses market and like 
color oh. schemes and all that stuff. Like, no, it's crazy how it makes a difference. Like, I creep when you look at strides, like, stride, yeah, yeah, we, we look at stride. <laughs> just the colors and how in all your pictures you guys are matching and you're all like dressed the same and just like how it. When you look at a, a business and a company, you just think you're gonna enjoy the experience. The quality is gonna be better if you. I mean, it sounds like kind of vain but something looks good something looks aesthetically pleasing I will tell you right now I have had people directly come up to me that said I've joined your studio simply off of your Instagram feed yeah I definitely think like with COVID and everything's online like you're not really gonna go into someone's store to decide if you like it or not like you are basing everything based on what you see on social media now which is so crazy. hundred percent. And, you know, I just learned, well, not long ago, actually, about the TikTok. <laughs> Your TikToks you are TikTok? amazing. Oh, Stride no. made a TikTok? No, I don't. Stride made a TikTok. Amazing. And I should follow oh, this. Oh, you got to see it. Oh, it's so I good. really want I thought it could be our big break. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. yet. It's no. helpful. There's, there's time. There's time. <laughs> But yes, I think um, social media is just the way of the world nowadays. And for any business, I really do think I think that having a strong social media presence is key nowadays because that's what people gravitate towards. And that's what I don't know about you girls, but like even if I hear about like a clothing brand or or anything for that matter, I look up their social media. Yeah. So you have a finance background. You obviously went to school for finance. Is that what you did? So I was in school for business, um, and then I got, I actually started off in a bank, actually, just kind of part-time while I was going to school, had no idea um, what I was doing. (laughs) I was basically just, I wanted a big girl job, what I called it back then. And in that, and having like a bit of a business background, did you ever, you know, years ago when you were in school or growing up like ever think about owning your own business or starting your own business or was it just because of the fitness and the spin where you got oh maybe I could actually do this I've never thought about trying that before so I remember my dad saying to me if like if I can give you any piece of advice in this life work for yourself yeah you will never have any regrets it'll be a lot harder to work for yourself but it'll pay off a lot more in the end and um, so that, you know how some people just say something and it kind of just resonates and it sticks in your brain and it just never goes away. I've always had that in the back of my mind. And so all through like university, I knew I would work for myself one day and I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what field I was in. I had no idea. Um, I just knew that I wanted to work for myself. When? Who knows? Um, but that was the goal. For me, anyways, I was in when I was working for the bank. One day, I will never forget. I walked into um, I walked into work, and all these people were standing in the in the bank that I worked at, and they were like, "Oh, are you Christy?" And I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "Oh, great. My name's so and so, and so and so. We're from um, like head office down in Vancouver, and this is so and so who flew in from Toronto, and and all these big wigs are standing there, and I'm like, oh, something." happen like what's going on and so we kind of all sat down and we had this mandatory meeting and uh, they said okay so we're going to close down this location and from here on out you actually don't have a job and it was at that time I was like okay that's it I'm doing it I'm never I'm not going to work again and so the job that I have right now in the financial industry I made that very clear to the to the lady that I'm partnered with I said 
I want to know that I have, like, I want to be a partner. I don't want to be an employee. I want to be a partner. And, uh, and she said to me, done, no problem. We'll do that. In both, both ways, I'm, I'm sort of working for myself, one more so than the other. But now I just know that I don't have that corporate person that has any overhead over me, if that makes sense. Like, no, I think that's so true. I grew up the same way. My dad has his own business and he's told me the same thing forever. But that's a huge thing to be able to say that you have by 28. That's incredible. I know. Thanks, girl. Oh, it's been a lot of work, a lot of sleepless nights, but here we are. Yeah, we're let's talking. talk work-life balance because that just oh. segued in so nicely <laughs> for that. So obviously work-life balance, you have none. So that's the moral of that story, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> how do you, when you're starting a business and before, you know, you're really making any money, how do you turn that off? There's always something to do, especially when you're starting something. There's the marketing, there's the finance, there's the actually creating the materials how do you really turn it off before you like started making money like how do you I guess I've just kind of designated time where I would just tune everything out do I really need to respond to someone's spin question at 9 p.m on a Sunday night no I don't I can answer them Monday morning and they'll still go to class the same on Tuesday for when they need the, their yeah. question answered and so I just kind of, that's where I guess the day planner came in and I was like, okay, what's the top priority today? And I, I like, I, I say it, I say it honestly, like I, I legitimately go in and I go, okay, so what is of high priority today? And what do I need to devote my time to in the morning? And then what can wait? Definitely going forward, taking the time like Sunday evenings or weekend evenings for that matter, and just tuning out anything because realistically at the end of the day it's not going to get resolved on a Sunday night have my glass of wine on the Sunday night the glass of red that you mentioned with the bachelor on a (sighs) Tuesday night my guilty pleasure I know don't tell me if you watched yesterday I did not have time to watch but oh I think I should probably get my back my bachelor application in for next season yeah how is it like dating when you're like working all the time Do you date? Like, what? Oh, God. I mean, here's the thing. It is not easy, ladies. It's not easy dating Kamloops, period. No, it's not. And, you know, I think I'm just very old school where I still feel like, oh, my knight in shining armor is just going to come and sweep me on my feet. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, oh, God, it's that's not going to happen. It's not. But I'll tell you, uh, dating is very challenging. Yeah, give us your experiences. Give us your your advice. <laughs> That's one area that I don't think you want my advice in. <laughs> Unless you'd like to see it fail. No. Then I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm your girl. It's, I think it's the constant, like, actually, it, I'll, I'll tie this into to spin. I, um, when I first did my, I will never forget my very first spin class. I was sitting at home and I was kind of seeing this guy at the time. And I'll be honest, I really liked him. And um, I could tell that something was off. And he phoned me up. And you know, when you just know it's coming? Oh, no. And you're like, oh, here it is. Here it comes. And it starts. You're like the nicest girl I've ever met. And you're like, oh. I'm like, you know what? Don't finish that sentence. I will see this call out myself. No. Oh, is that what you said? <laughs> like, 
No, I think I was just like, oh, I'm going to just go. I, I, I don't, you know oh, what? I don't even know what I said yeah. at that time. I, I think I was like, you know, you kind of black You out. do. You're like, oh. It was, he, I, I got, I want to say I got dumped, but we were never formally together. So who knows? But it was like a talk no matter. Oh, then it doesn't I, I think anyways. And th- my girlfriend at the time was like, all right, you will not be sitting at home feeling sorry for yourself at all. You're going to get yourself together and you're going to join me at spin. And I'm like, pardon me. I'm not going to go to spin. Are you crazy? Like I barely walked down the street. She was like, no, Christy, you're coming. And so I did. And that was my first spin class. Oh my gosh. And that's when I got into it. And then I was like, totally hooked. And then people were like, how are you doing, you know, since Buddy there? And I'm like, Buddy, who? who? Because I just felt so good about, like, what I was doing. And I was doing all of these things that I I started enjoying. And that's why I say, like, spin was just something so different where, like, you could feel so heavy and so down about something. And then you go in and come out and you're like, oh, I feel like a whole new woman. But there you're saying, like, there's the mental relief to it too, right? And it's good for Oh, totally. Well, for me anyway. Honestly, shout out Buddy, the guy that did that, because maybe if it wasn't for him, maybe if it wasn't for him, there you go. No, you know what? I, to this day, I'm like, that guy sucked. But I but still thanks. owe him a lot. Yeah, for he's, everything. he's gonna like messages me like, "Where's my cut?" Like, "Hello." Like, I'd I really like my cut. From yeah, Stride. yeah. No, that's not how it works. Not anymore. No. Um, well, do, do a lot of guys go to spin? Like, do, could you meet someone at spin? One of my things was I really, really wanted more guys to come, and yeah. just to try it. And you know what? We actually have been getting quite a few more mm-hmm. guys coming in that are like Christy. Like, this is so epic. I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you guys for years, but no one wanted to listen. But now the girls all have boyfriends, and some of them like to come. Some are still on the fence. So I'm like, all right. Bring your boyfriends, they'll tell their friends, and then next thing you know, we'll just have all these guys. So kind of going more serious topic on like the mental health aspect of spin. So kind of part of your job is not just like providing physical health, but you say like mental health relief as well. And it's super great for people to find it Mm -hmm. that way. But do you find like that's taught you a lot about mental health doing spin and owning stride like has it kind of made you a mental health ambassador in you know it honestly it just opened my mind up to be totally honest with you this is where I in in my other job I we do insurance and when we do life insurance applications we do full medical questions and yeah. so you learn a lot about a person and through the applications that we put through, I would say 90% of the applicants have a form of anxiety or depression. And that before, because I'd been doing this for years prior to Stride, um, that was very alarming to me because I didn't, I didn't realize just how many people were on medication for depression. And so that's when I think I really was a little bit more aware that this is an issue. And then I knew how I felt after a workout. I knew what it did for my mental health. And I'm very fortunate in the sense where I don't suffer with um, much anxiety or depression. But I just thought, if I feel this good, I wonder how those people would feel doing something like this. Can I um, help them in a way where I'm not medication, but I could be a therapy. And so when I started instructing, I was amazed at how many people approached me and said, 
gosh, you know, like I, I just had the worst week and that I needed that class. Or when you said this, you really spoke to me because I just went through this, 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 this. So many people were so openly honest with what they were going through. And at that point I was like, okay, this isn't just a physical, a physical workout anymore. I definitely think that people need this. And so with stride and, and the vision, I was like, okay, I really want, I really want to take it one step further. And I want to provide motivation where you just take and devote one specific track to speak to your crowd about something. It can be anything. And the girls were like, um, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to push you outside of your comfort zones and I'm going to get you to talk to your audience. And I just want it to be real. And I want it to be raw and I want it to be relatable because you're not going to speak to everybody, but you're going to speak to somebody. And even if you just get one person, that's fine because you'll get the next one the next day or the next ride or Yeah, I definitely agree. Going to Stride was the first fitness experience I've had where they, whether it was you or another instructor, has spoke to my mental health while I'm riding or saying, like, this is clear your head, leave it all on the bike, whichever, and spoke to me, not just in, like, a physical workout, but this is for your soul and for for healing and things like Mm -hmm. that, and I've never experienced that in that to me, once I started going to stride made the whole day. Yeah. Hey, Oh, that's so great. I'm so glad. To, I'm so glad to hear. I think the biggest thing is I, I guess mostly a learning curve for me. I, I found out that I am not great when people cry. I just kind of get like, oh, like weird. <laughs> and I had a few classes where, um, actually I'll, I'll speak to one. We did a, um, we started this Stride It Forward events uh, at the studio where yeah. all the proceeds are going towards a, a cause or a charity. So our very first one was dedicated to breast cancer. And um, so Lindsay, actually one of our instructors, her mom is a stage four breast cancer survivor. So um, that's, we, we dedicated the day to, um, to her mom and um, and Lindsay and Lindsay was nice enough to sort of take on planning the event. And so her and I kind of just, we really wanted to, to make this all about how we all, it may not be breast cancer, but just how many people go through cancer and how like having a family member or a loved one get diagnosed with something so severe, how it, it, how it impacts us day to day. And so we, we had three classes all on donation only the first class Lindsay goes, Christy, you're going to have to do the motivational piece because my mom's in the crowd and I will just burst out into tears. I'm like, no problem. I've got this. And so I did the motivational side and I, that was the first time that I looked out into the audience and absolutely every single rider was crying. And at that point I was up there and normally I'm just like this, woo, yeah, go get it, go get it. I was like, Oh my God, what do I do? Like, what have I done to these people? Like, oh my God. And I, I just, I kind of froze because I get very uncomfortable and I'm like, oh my God, I just totally like made everyone cry. They're so sad. Oh, they're, they're going to hate this. And every single person came up to me afterwards and we couldn't hug because COVID. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hug you. And they're like, literally almost every single person had dealt with cancer in one way that was riding. And so 
when you add that piece to it, it just touches somebody in such a way that you had no idea, right? So you learn so much about people. You're adding value to them too. Like it's, you're holding them accountable for their fitness, but you're also holding them accountable for their mental health and like their emotional state too. Like listen to the motivation and take that time that if they didn't have spin, they'd probably just be at home, still anxious, still stressed, worried about work, worried about their relationship, whatever it is. It's so much beyond just holding someone accountable for their fitness goals at this point. I wanted to create a space where people could just totally feel themselves. I didn't want people to feel like they were judged based on what they were wearing or based on how they looked or um, their body shape or size. And I think the other humbling thing that um, I'm sure all of the girls would agree with me and when I say this is mentally, yes, I definitely want to speak to people. I really hope that the workout helps them in such a way um, that they just feel better about themselves. The physical is a bonus in my, in my opinion, like getting that physical workout, total bonus. Like you just feel that strength building. Um, and it's like an accomplishment. People feel, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know how you girls feel, but watching some people who have struggled in a particular track and then the t- the one day that they nail it, you're like, yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, it's it's cool that it's in the dark so you don't feel like anyone's watching you, but at the same time, everyone's energy is uplifting you to work so much harder. It's an amazing, yeah. it's amazing That's a huge yeah. thing. If you feel involved and like accepted in fitness at a fitness class, it's massive. Like if I went somewhere and the first time I went, I felt like I was like, oh, like I don't belong here. Like I feel uncomfortable. Or I feel like I'm being judged. I would probably never go back to a fitness class. So I think that's like a huge thing to for people that are wanting to go that you guys are inclusive of that because going to a fitness class is an intimidating thing to do. I think for a lot of people, it's very intimidating. And that's why if we can make it a welcoming environment for people, I think that they'll be more inclined to return. Yeah. To be able to like see a change in someone's like confidence too, when they leave and enter the spin studio. Totally. I think my, um, I think my biggest obstacle was the fear of not being liked. I, I don't want to say always, but mostly I, I really like people to like me. You And I think that's natural. I think everyone is like, oh, I, I just want everyone thing. to like me, of course. That's 100% what people would want. You don't want me. Yeah, I would love for that person to hate me. Um, but I've always been that way. I've just always wanted no ill feelings with anybody. I think that my biggest fear for um, branching off and yeah. – starting my business was the fear of what people would say and the fear of not being liked. That was my biggest fear. Yeah. We talked about that a couple episodes actually about like people pleasing and just the exhaustion that comes from trying to control your behavior, like change your behavior to control other people's emotions and feelings towards you. Because at the end of the day, like we, me and Cassandra talked about it, like I'm sure there are people out there who have never met you 
but who have an opinion about you, whether it's positive oh. or negative, right? Trust me when I tell you, there are a lot of people out there that have a lot of opinions about me and I don't even know how. <laughs> right in, so. people who don't like Christy, hello, we like to hear from you. Yeah, right then I'll have you on the podcast. It'll <laughs> yeah. be great for ratings. <laughs> <laughs> we'll spill the tea. No, um, but it's so true. Like, and I, we talked about this, we're both classic people pleasers. Like you slowly start to realize as you get older and it's a very hard thing to turn off, but you slowly start to realize that no matter what you do, you can't control other people's emotions and it's it it doesn't matter what you do you're never going to please everybody you're it's, it's just never going to happen so do you risk not doing something in the fear that you're going to get a negative opinion from somebody else I think that people need to I, I think people need to weigh out what's more important to them so how do you turn that off when you're someone who has to constantly post on social media and promote a business and you yeah. know be really out there you can't just kind of hide and be like well people won't have an opinion about me if I just stay back how do you be confident enough and like how do you do that? How do you be out there I in the community? I think you just have to take it on head first. Um, so for me anyways, I, um, I, I can say that I've had a lot of opinions shared about me. You hear through that, like you hear other people, oh, did you hear what so-and-so said? Or did you hear what so-and-so said? And, and I'm not going to lie to you. There are dark, dark days. I had days and nights where I would just literally put like lock myself in my room and I kid you not I would just give myself permission to be upset and I would just say okay Christy this is the time that I'm going to give you be upset about what this person said what this person said what this was said blah 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 and and then walk out and be better and so I, I honestly think the only way that you overcome it is by diving in headfirst. Yeah, because then you just kind of get to a point. I'll be honest, the first, the first few times that I was hearing things about me and I'm like, what? And and you just kind of sit back and you're like, okay. But then you start getting into your own mind and you're like, oh my God, like, am I like that? Like, am I this way? Am I this way? And then you start self-doubting and, um, and then you'll hear another opinion and you're like, wait, now am I that? Like, do I do this? Do I do this? Wait, what about what? And you just start reminiscing and you keep going back and you're like, and then you kind of just get to a point where you then all of a sudden build this resilience and you're like, I do not care what these people say anymore. And it just kind of got to that point to me where now it took a long time. Granted, it took a long time for me to overcome it. Um, But you just kind of get to a point where like if you were to ask me now and if you were to say to me, oh, Christy, I read this, this and this from so-and-so, I'd probably just be like, all right. And then not think anything of it because once you hear it time and time and time and time again on repeat, it just gets old. I think that's incredible advice for like any young girl listening to have permission to feel their emotions. Emotions are meant to be felt and it's so much healthier to just allow yourself to have those. Oh, totally. I I would say though, if you're, for me anyways, I mean, everyone, everyone's different, but for me, I was like, Christy, you can feel sad for this amount of time and then that's it. My dad used to say to me all the time, uh, 
Do not let anyone rent space in your head where you have to sit back and you have to go, the people that know you, that truly know you, they're going to stand by you regardless. So all the other people that believe it, then they didn't really know you to begin with and they weren't really meant to be in your life. So it's going to stay. Yeah. But it's also going to be a learning experience. And I think you just have to take it at that. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. I think also being able to take a step back and react internally rather than feeling the need to jump to your own defense and, you know, go to the people who are saying these things and feel the need to defend yourself. Because if you truly know yourself, I mean, there's times when stand up for yourself, but if you truly know yourself, you don't need to go and give those people that satisfaction. People who just, you know, you post something on Instagram, you're like a 16 year old girl, you post something on Instagram and you see girls are talking bad about you or saying something about you, right? Because everyone feels like they can just talk about other people nowadays. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's just like constant. And so I think teaching people that it's okay to feel the feels about it, but not having to react and give those people the validation, like that's huge. Oh, honestly, my biggest piece of advice for anybody listening to this that might be going through something, do not react. (laughs) And, and I, 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 I'm genuine when I say that because it's not going to do any good for you. It's not going to do any good for you. If you react, then it just, nowadays I just feel like, because if you're confident in yourself in what you have, then nothing else matters. Nothing else matters because the people that are going to, um, say stuff about you or like what you were saying, um, like that are going to, I I just sit and I go, who has that kind of time? Like, A, why do you care? B, are you that like, if they were confident in themselves, if they were confident in what they had, then it wouldn't matter what you chose to do. You know, it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to tell people not to care, especially when you're someone who, you know, wants to be perceived. We're all, I feel like we're all people who, you know, have built a reputation for ourselves in one way or another and hopefully want a positive reputation. So when you see people tainting that, like, I think that's, it's going to strike a chord with you, but I think it's knowing yourself enough. Yeah, definitely. So how has this whole journey and experience changed how you perceive yourself as a leader and I guess to be on brand, but has it changed your definition of what it means to be a boss? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. You know, the thing is, is I hate to sound cliche, but sure, I lead in the sense like I helped the girls with their training and you know, I helped, helped them get to, to where they needed. I I helped them in a sense where they built up to a foundation where it was like, okay, now you get to self-discover. And Mm -hmm. uh, like, honestly, I, like, I, I don't, I, I actually mean this when I say ultimately we are a team and we do everything together because, let's face it, without them, there's no brand. Yeah, you're saying your boss, your leadership style is working as a community rather than like maybe before when you were working in the finance and the bank, you saw there's one person, it was the hierarchy, right? Everything dribbles down. But I think you totally you're saying that you see, you know, your opinion may be changed. This is not the type of leadership I want what you saw in the bank versus like now you're seeing more of the community driven. Totally together. Totally. It it feels good to hear the word leader and boss, but I don't know. I just think of them as words. I I just well, leader I, like 
doesn't have to be boss, like a leader. Like I think a leader is a positive thing. Just because you're a leader doesn't mean you have to feel like yourself as like a dictator or a tyrant. Like you're you're a leader in your own way because you're leading these women and helping them and a leader to the your writers, right? Oh, totally. And and like I, like I said, I got, I mean, I like to think that I got them to a certain point, but then the rest, I'm not going to lie. They had to take on a lot and they had to self-discover. Well, it's amazing that you've created a space where each person can really use their strengths to the best of their abilities. Well, I think that was all of our in-depth questions for you. So we will definitely wrap this up and we have two little questions that we are well you were the first but we're gonna ask all of our guests okay we have mm-hmm. new guests starting a new trend christy get ready oh i'm so excited you guys this is Drum so great <laughs> so the first question is what name a song that you can always listen to that'll pump you up when you need to just feel like a bad boss oh so okay this is so funny <laughs> Oh, my pump up song or just like my genuine, like, like feel good. It will never get old. I rock it every, like all the time. Sure. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. You will laugh, but will you be there? Michael Jackson, the Free oh. Willy song. <laughs> <laughs> Free Willy. Oh. That's amazing. I love it. That's so good. How it, touching. I know. And I don't know why. I blast it in the studio all the time, even like by myself. That's I'm like, so oh, funny. even arm up, you know, when like Free Willy like jumps over. Oh, oh it's great. Yes. <laughs> well, that was unexpected. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure you were like probably thinking that I would do like some like pump up spin song and here I am throwing you MJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> Um, plug or name a local business in Kamloops that you want people to know about that you, whether it's food, clothing, like some local business in Kamloops that you love and why. My girlfriend, Emily, and her store, Crooked Crown. Um, awesome. Why I would choose her store is she opened her store at the same time as Stride. And so her and I kind of have gone through navigating opening a business throughout a global pandemic together. And I'm really grateful that she's able to stay open and, and see her business through, through these times. Mm -hmm. And I just, she's like the loveliest girl in the world. She's got so many cute things and I, you know what? I just, I'd love for people to support her. So crooked crown. Crooked crown. That's awesome. Plug your Instagram and Spin's Instagram. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, so Instagram for Stride is at Stride Spin. Mm-hmm. And then my personal Instagram, which I need to do some work on, is <laughs> at Christy Faye with two Y's at the end. I know I'm trying to be better. My girlfriends are all in social media. And they're like, Christy, it's time to wrap up your social media. I'm like, okay. But I'm terrible because things will happen. I'll be like, that would have been a really great Instagram story. But it's over. <laughs> You're like, I experienced it instead of putting on oh, such a darn. Damn. Oh, that happened. <laughs> or I overanalyze everything. And so it just doesn't get up there. That's pretty well what happens. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really, really appreciate it. And of course. I can't believe all the information you gave us is so insightful. We really, really appreciate it. And we really appreciate all you've done for the Kamloops community oh, in the past thanks, year. Girl. It's been amazing. Wow. Thank you, Christy Faye. 
just like a big thank you coming on taking time out of your obviously very busy schedule to come and drop some knowledge on starting a business being a woman in business and doing that during a pandemic I just can't thank her enough for coming on honestly and setting the bar so high for us for having our guests and it's so scary to be the first of anything so really thank her for coming on and doing a podcast for the first time is super intimidating totally. like especially when you're doing it you know with people who are obviously professional podcasters <laughs> it's just you know <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time of uh, two months so and shout out to the spin community mm-hmm. you obviously have a big impact on the candles community and the fitness community so shout out to everyone there and um yeah cassandra do you have anything to say about the episode like a takeaway your biggest takeaway from the app Um, honestly, there were so many things that she said that really spoke to me. And I think the biggest thing, and I think a lot of young people maybe wanting to start their own business or, um, start doing something new is that, as she said, everything just starts off with that idea and that passion. And if you really believe in something, that's all it takes to create your own success. I think that's so true. Just belief in yourself and confidence and desire to see something come to fruition, Because, I mean, she obviously had trials and tribulations with the pandemic, as a lot Mm -hmm. of people have with small businesses, businesses, starting things during this time. But if you believe in your product or yourself, then I think it's worth it. Yeah, you have to be passionate. Like, look at us. We are passionate for talking. (laughs) Talking, never shutting up. So that's why we'll be successful, because we're so Mm -hmm. good at talking in people's ear. They like what we have to say. Guys, give her a follow on Instagram. Give Stridespin a follow. But also, don't forget to follow us. Don't forget about us. The people that have got you here. We want your support. Show us that support. We want to talk. A download. A a subscribe, maybe? Maybe a little review. A little R-A-T-E spells rate. Give me a rate, (laughs) rate, rate. That was my cheerleader cheer. Be our cheerleaders and send us a little DM. Slide in. Like, it's cozy over here. It's warm. Come sit by the fire with us. Tis the season. It's a Christmas gift to us. Like, (laughs) we just want to reach people in the community and talk about business and success and believing in yourself. And that's what we want this Christmas holiday season in our stockings when we wake up in the morning. Wrap that up with a bow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed our first guest segment. We're hoping to do many, many more because we want to be as inclusive as possible and provide as much knowledge as possible. So welcome to the guest segment of the Boss Chick Project. It's here to stay and maybe we'll see you next week with it. Wink, wink. Nod, nod, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) I think that's uh, all she wrote for now. The bosses are out. The office is closed. We'll see you next week.